Welcome to the Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church Podcast, where the Reverend Leo R. Thomas is our pastor. As a church, we desire to preach and to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ so that all are saved. We hope that you're encouraged by this message. Praise the Lord, family. I said, praise the Lord, family. Come on and give God. Come on and give God some praise. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We give God praise, we give him honor, and we give him glory. For the few folk we have here with us this morning, how we appreciate your presence here. We thank God for you, for the service in which you rendered today, in order that we might continue to put forth the word of God to God's people. To those of you who are listening and or watching Uh, We thank God for you, and we pray that you are doing well, holding up well under the current circumstances. We ask today that you would be mindful of a couple of things. Family, you may be seated. want to make sure that you are mindful of on next Saturday, next Saturday, the 19th, beginning at 11 o'clock, we will be feeding the community here at Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church. Amen. That's a reason to give God some praise right there. Amen. We will be feeding the community. All those will come out. We have a thousand meals that have been donated to us by the Ujima Project. We're excited to come and to assist those who are struggling, having a hard time right now. So next week, 11 o'clock, from 11 to 1.30, we'll be here serving. We'll have some praise music on and some Christmas music in the parking lot. We're gonna have a good time in the Lord as we help those and assist those who are having a hard time. We also want to make sure that we're mindful of the sick, the shut-in. We're praying for Mother Dorothy Clemens. We're praying for Sister Evelyn Mitchell. We're praying for Sister Kathleen Overturf. We're praying for Brother James Ridgway. We're praying for Sister Talia White. And we're praying for Sister Caritha Williamson. We're also praying for the bereaved hearts the Barnes, Cooksey, Olive, and Ford family for the passing of Brother uh, Jermaine uh, Ford. Uh, Last week, we're praying for that family. And then we're also praying for Sister Lydia Haley Clark and family. Uh, Her granddaughter, Seraphim, lost her mother, Sister Patrice Hill, last couple of days. Many of you will remember her. Uh, She preached and sang here at a women's conference Some years back, gifted singer, beautiful voice, anointed speaker, amen. Uh, And now in her early 40s, God has called her home. So we ask that you pray for that family as well, amen. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. God, how we thank and praise and honor thee today. God, we come before thy presence as humble as we know how knowing and believing that you have called us to this place at this time according to your purpose and your plan. God, we come confessing our sins before thee. We ask that you would forgive us even now, that you would purge us with hyssop, wash us that we would be whiter than snow. Remove from us that which is unbecoming. 
that which is antithetical, that which is wayward and contradicting to men and women who profess Jesus as Lord and Savior. We ask that you would remove those things from us as far as the East is from the West. Now, God, we ask a blessing upon the sick, the shutting, and we thank you, Lord God, that you are healing in your own time. We thank you, Lord, that you are sustaining, that you are covering your people, that you're keeping our minds afresh and our spirits renewed. Now, God, we ask that you touch the bereaved hearts of those who are struggling, those who are suffering, those in the midst of sorrow at the loss of a loved one. Touch them in a special way, Lord God. Remind them you've not brought them this far to leave them now. We'll be careful to give you praise and honor and glory. Now, God, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would visit this place, that you would come in not to be a participant, but to be the ruler, the director, the orchestrator of all that takes place in this house. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would convict our hearts and our minds, that we not only be hearers of the word of God, but that we would be doers of the word. Set the preacher down, stand your word up on the pedestal of my personality. Let your word go forth boldly and clearly. Father God, you would be glorified. Jesus, our Savior, he would be magnified. And by way of the Holy Spirit, your people would be edified. We ask these and all blessings in Jesus, our Savior's name. Let all the people of God say, amen, amen, and amen. Come on and give God a hand praise. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of all praise. Grab your Bibles, stand with us. Grab your Bibles. I ask that you would turn in your Bibles to the Gospel according to Luke. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 6. Chapter 6. And I want to lift one verse from chapter 6 of the Gospel according to Luke. And it is Luke chapter 6, verse 22. 22. And I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. The Word of God reads as follows. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. From that one verse, I'd like to use as a theme, as a subject, as a topic this morning for the few minutes we have left. Trust me when I say it's worth it. Trust me when I say it's worth it. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If I were to ask, to inquire, 
from the people of God. How many of you desire to be blessed? I have no doubt that everyone in here, those of you who are listening, those of you who are watching, would raise your hand and say, Lord, bless me. The text before us is contradictory in nature, specifically due to what we might believe would accompany our walk with Christ. It seems that the promised consequences of being blessed are exactly opposite of what we, in actuality, experience. However, our Savior, Jesus Christ himself, directly spoke the text that is before us, and we can rest assured that he does not lie, and therefore we must accept this text as we should every word of the gospel as truth. This text speaks of the means of blessings. The blessed woman, the blessed man of God is often the persecuted woman and the persecuted man. That may be contrary to what we have been led to believe, but in essence, it really is not. The blessed person is often a mistreated and victimized Christian. The persecution is qualified. However, if you expect to be blessed, you must understand, you must know, you must be mindful of and aware of the fact that you may be persecuted, that you may be ostracized, that you may be disliked, and even, dare I say, hated for your embracing faith in Jesus Christ. Obviously, family, the circumstances of maltreatment does not bring happiness, but they do help us get our affection and our attention on heavenly things, which the Bible tells us brings us blessings regardless of our circumstances. That is the real blessing for the believer. Our text is not talking about the afflictions and the troubles which are common to men and women, but it is talking about problems that come from people who are against the will, the way, and the word of the true and living God. It is problems that come to people who embrace Jesus as Lord and Savior. It is problems that come upon us because we have determined to make Jesus our priority. The word translated blessed family 
Mark, uh, Makarios, means one possessing the favor of God. It is being in a state that is marked by the fullness from the Lord. The followers of Christ are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and as a result of being indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, we should be fully satisfied no matter what the circumstances are. I pray that you heard me, that when you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, your circumstances does not shift your commitment and or your dedication unto God. That because God is operating in your life, there are going to be some people who are going to come against you just because of the saintliness of your character. It is because you don't curse. It's because you don't sip. It's because you don't dip. It's because you don't puff, puff, pass. It is because you don't act a fool. It's because you don't carry a gun. It's because you don't steal. You don't cheat. You don't lie. They're going to come against you. There are people in the body of Christ right now that cannot figure out how is it that you were going smoothly on your way. You had family and friends that appeared to be on your side and all of a sudden out of the blue they seem to shift their priorities they seem to shift their loyalty and now they are no longer interested in being around you let me tell you family as difficult as it may appear to be as challenging as it is as hurtful as it may be at times trust me when I say it's worth it. It is worth it to have some folk walk out your life. It's worth it to have some people look at you and accuse you of being too holy, of being too righteous, of being too godly. The word of God declares unto us that the more people hate you, the more blessed you are. And therefore, there's no reason to compromise. There's no reason to make concessions with those who despise the godliness that is exhibited in you. For if you do, in essence, you are forfeiting your blessings. The more people that neglect you, the more people that reject you, the more people that dismiss you, trust me when I say it's worth it. If you desire to be blessed, being blessed comes with some ramifications. It comes with some things that in the spiritual world are known but in the elf, earthly realm are not easily seen. Some of us can understand when people behave a certain way, but we don't know the why behind the what. This verse tells us the why behind the what. It tells us why they're doing what they're doing. It is because you have entered in to the realm, to the category of being a blessed brother or sister. It may not appear to be that way today, 
You may not have the best clothes or the nicest car, but trust me when I say there are blessings evermore that have been bestowed upon your life. There is something that you do within the kingdom. There is something that you have learned along the way. There is something about how you get down that's beneficial to the kingdom. And because you are comfortable in your own skin, because you are comfortable with your pigmentation, because you're comfortable with the length of your hair and the color of your eyes, because you're comfortable with your body size, your body shape. There are some people that hate you just because you are who you are. I wish I could preach this thing this morning. There are some people who will come against you for no reason and you have to be prepared and knowledgeable about the fact it just means more blessings. The more they hate, the more blessed you are. The more they talk, the more blessed you are. The more they curse you, the more blessed you are. The more they stick the knife in your back and twist it, the more blessed you are. When you walk away from them, don't walk away with tears in your eyes, but walk away glorifying the God that's blessing you in spite of how people are treating you. Is there anybody within the kingdom that knows it hurt me, but it helped me because I'm blessed in spite of my haters. I'm blessed in spite of them. Family, let, let me share a couple of things from this verse and we'll get out of here. The, the first thing that we have to understand that if you have a desire to be blessed, Minister Harris, listen to me. Being blessed means being scorned. It means being scorned. The Bible says men shall hate you. I know it's difficult to fathom, and it's even more hard to receive, but the fact of the matter is the closer you draw to God, there will be people who vigorously and forcefully hate you. This word hate is defined as having ill will in words and conduct towards another. It is not just hating by word, it is hating by deed. In other words, their behavior aligns with their words and they are literally putting forth an all-out attack against you. It is not because you've done anything wrong. It is not because you're wayward or bent in your character. It is simply because you have decided to follow Jesus because you take Christianity too seriously. It's because you pray too much. It's because you praise too much. It's because you worship too much. 
church, it's because you laid aside the weights and the sins that so easily beset you. And you're running the race with endurance. You're looking to Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of your faith. And because you're so serious about the things of God, they don't have time for you. For no apparent reason, people will scorn you. They'll ridicule you. They'll despise you. The more sanctified we are, the more scorn we will receive. You would think that there would be kindness and consideration exhibited to those who determine to behave themselves spiritually wise. But the Word of God says that that is not the case. The Word of God says and declares unto us that when people hate you, in reality, their hate towards you is positioning you for a blessing. You want the hate. You want the haters. You want the doubters. Because all it does is put you in position to be better blessed. I don't know about you, but as blessed as I am, I want more blessings from the God that I serve. You got up this morning. That's a blessing. You're clothed in your right mind. That's a blessing. You had a car to get you down here. That is a blessing. You had food on your table. That's a blessing. You had nickels in your pocket. That is a blessing. The more they hate on you, the more blessed you are. The Bible says in John chapter 15 verse 18, it reminds us that if the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Jesus said they hate you because they hate me. In other words, the closer I am to him because they hated him, they will in turn hate me. It is not because of the color of my skin. It is not because of the car that I drive. It is not because of the clothes that I wear. It is strictly because the anointing and the favor of God is on my life. Is there anybody in here that knows you're anointed, you're favored, you're blessed? God's grace, God's love, God's mercy is shining, it's falling on your life. There's something about you that speaks of godliness. There's something about you that speaks of favor. There's something about you that says that God still specializes in the blessing business. The way he brought you up, the way he took you over, the way he changed your mind, the way he straightened out your character. All of those things are blessings from the true and the living God, let me check the house. Is there anybody in here that's been blessed beyond measure? Is there anybody in here that was blessed and you didn't deserve it? Is there anybody in here that's been blessed on top of blessed, on top of blessed, over and over and over again? Then you ought to praise God because God specializes in the blessing business. Trust me when I say, hmm. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to be scorned. It's worth it 
to have people talk about you. It's worth it to have people hate on you because all it does is usher you into the throne room of God where there are blessings forevermore. If you desire to be blessed, being blessed means being scorned. The Bible tells us that they hate us because they hated Jesus. They found no fault in him, and yet they hated him even more. He helped people. He loved people. He blessed people, fed people, taught people, and yet that was unpopular to the masses. The more you are committed to God, the more unpopular you will be in the world. Be careful because popularity comes from a different vein. There are some of us who are popular for all the wrong reasons. But when you are committed to the things of God, there are some people who are going to come against you. God and the house of God, people are going to hate. When you love God, when you stand for God, people are going to hate. This behavior does not always come from the outside family. Sometimes it can come from within. There are family members that can disseminate just as much hate as those who are out in the world. You remember the story of a brother by the name of Joseph in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis. The Bible tells us he was favored by his father. The Bible tells us he was the son of his father's old age. The Bible tells us that his father made him a coat of many colors. But the Bible also tells us he was gifted and anointed to be able to have dreams and visions. The Bible says in two verses out of three in Genesis chapter 37 beginning at verse 3 through 5 the Bible says twice in three verses his brothers hated him they hated him because his father loved him who are you to hate me because my father loves me who are you to hate me because my father has blessed me who are you to hate me because my father has gifted me. Who are you to hate me because my father has given me some talent? Is there anybody who realizes that if my father gave it to me, I'm going to use everything that he has given to me. I'm not going to let you intimidate me. I'm not going to let you scare me because you hate me. Everything that my father has given unto me. Hmm. I'm going to use it for his glory. Joseph was hated by his brethren. But trust me when I say it's worth it. Because the more his brothers hated him, the more God stood with him. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they hated him enough they determined they were going to kill him. And then one of them spoke up and they decided to just throw him into a pit. Yeah, they, they, they hated him, but God favored him. 
Even when he was in Potiphar's house, even when he was in prison, even when he was in the palace, God favored him. Don't you know when you have the favor of God, it doesn't push you away from him. It draws you closer to him. The more I spend time with God, the more I want to spend time with God. The more I praise him, I want to praise him more. The more I bless him, I want to bless him more. The more I talk to him, I want to talk to him even more. Listen, family, if you desire, if you desire, if you desire to be blessed, hmm, being blessed means being scorned. But not only is there being scorned, if you desire to be blessed, being blessed means being separated. Hmm. It means being separated. The Bible says they shall separate you from their company. Not only does being blessed mean being scorned, it also means being separated. Jesus goes on to say, they shall separate you from their company. God's people do not really like to be separated from the world. And therefore, we go out of our way in order to stay attached and to stay connected. But persecution believes in separation. And if you insist on being a Christian in every area of your life, many people will ostracize you and separate you whether you like it or not. I have learned that when people can no longer use you, they no longer have a use for you. The longer they hung around you, the picture was becoming clearer and clearer. First Lady Kim, it was becoming more vivid in their mind that your walk with Jesus is too serious for them. They never said it, but they were thinking it. You pray too much. You encourage people too much. You spend too much time down at the church. You give the church way too much money. Can you imagine what I would do if I had that kind of money? I would never give it to the church. That's the reason you don't have that kind of money. Because God is able to return 30 and 60 and a hundredfold of that which you give unto the kingdom. If I give love to the kingdom, God can return 30, 60, and a hundredfold of love to me. If I give compassion to the kingdom, God can give 30, 60, or a hundredfold of compassion back unto me. When you bless the kingdom, God blesses you back. The more serious you became in your walk, they began separating themselves from you. You had friends when you were running the street. You had friends when you were sleeping around. You had friends when you were hanging in the bars. You had friends when you were in the crack house. You had friends when you were hanging out all night. But as soon as you gave your life to Jesus, all your friends fell by the wayside. You told them, 
I'm doing better. You told them I look better now than I've ever looked in my life. I got all the poison out of my system. I'm doing better on my job. My marriage is better. My kids are better. And yet they separated themselves from you. The more you committed yourself to God, the more people walked out of your life. They did not have time for you because you gave too much time to God. Is there anybody who understands that no one wants to feel ditched? No one wants to feel deserted. No one wants to feel discarded. At first, Minister King, it was painful. It was agonizing. It was downright heartbreaking. But God has clarified to me that there is a bigger picture, that this was determined in the throne room of heaven. I must say, originally, I took it personal. It was not discussed with me. God did not consult with me. But I believe that God knows what's best for me. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 5 says hear the word of the Lord ye that tremble at his word your brethren that hated you that cast you out for my name's sake said let the Lord be glorified but he shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed let me tell you what that says everybody who cook your name in vain is going to be ashamed in the long run. Everybody who cursed your name is going to be ashamed in the long run. Everybody who walked out your life for God's sake is going to be ashamed in the long run. They're going to see your advancement. They're going to see your promotion. They're going to see how God blesses, how God elevates, how God expands your territory. And they're going to be ashamed. They're going to think within themselves, though they'll never say it. I should have stayed with you. I should have stayed your friend. Some of the dew from the top of the mountain would have ran off and fell on me. But guess what? It's too late now. It's too late now. It's too late now. It's too late now. You're ashamed of how you treated me. You're ashamed of how you talked about me. You're ashamed of how you separated from me. There are people who are going to be ashamed that they traded you in for a hot night on the town. How they traded you in to keep smoking dope and to keep drinking at the bar. How they traded you in to keep sleeping around. Because your love and your commitment for God is too serious for some people. Being blessed means that there is a strong possibility that people will separate from your company. Now let me parenthetically digress for a minute. There are some people, we don't want to be in their company in the first place because they bought that foolishness. But that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about people who you love, who you admire. This is talking about people who are in the world that don't even know you. And because of your commitment to God, 
Hmm. They're going to separate themselves from you. If you desire to be blessed, being blessed means you're going to be scorned. Just expect it. People are going to hate you, hate on you, talk about you, ostracize you, persecute you, discard you because of your commitment to Christ. But trust me when I say it's worth it. You're going to be scorned. But not only are you going to be scorned, you're going to be separated. 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 You're not getting the invitation no more to, to the family dinner. Yeah, they're they having a party, but they know at the party there's going to be a bunch of fooling, so you don't get your invite. You just hear other people talking about how they're going to the gathering. You're going to be separated because light cannot exist in the midst of darkness. It takes over darkness. It does not acquiesce to darkness. Darkness is broken up because of the light. And guess what? You shine too bright for some people. You're too bright. You illumine too much for some people. Some people cannot deal with your aura, your decorum, your personality. You're always about advancing. You're always about growing. You're always about doing. And some people cannot deal with that. And therefore, they will separate you. But then here's the last thing, family, and we're done. Not only does being blessed mean that you're going to be scorned, not only does it mean you're going to be separated, but then here's the last one. You're going to be slandered. Yeah, you're going to be slandered. It's right there in the last portion of verse 22. The Bible says, they shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil. Hmm. Persecution throws many stones. Your haters like to reproach you. The word reproach means to disparage and or defame you. They're not throwing pebbles. They are throwing boulders in your direction. They are trying to knock you off your footing. They're trying to cast you into despair by dragging your name through the mud. As a pastor, I have had people say some things about me that were so malicious and so hateful, Sister Harris. They were so nasty that it caused me to momentarily retreat. Not out of fear, not out of being scared, but I had to retreat back into my prayer closet in order that God would strengthen me, in order that I might not go forth and try to retaliate that which was done unto me. And in situations like that, you have to adopt Harry 
Truman's attitude. When a donkey kicks you, just consider the source. There are some people who are going to kick you because that's just who they are. They're going to slander you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to proclaim that you've not been converted and that God is not operating in your life. But as my grandmother used to say, the proof is in the pudding. You cannot pray the way you pray if God is not operating in your life. You cannot preach the way you preach if God is not operating in your life. You cannot sing the way you sing if God is not operating in your life. Jamal, you cannot play the way you play if God is not operating in your life. There are some things that are determined by the fruit in which you bear. And God operating in your life is a reflection, is directly tied to how you operate in the world. There are people who have done things to you that other folks sat back and watched it and said, if it were me, here's what I would have done. But you reminded them that vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. You can slander me. You can talk about me. You can call me evil. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But make sure at the end of it all, you call me a child of God. Because God is the one who allows it to happen. Don't you know that in spite of the attacks, and in spite of the hate, and in spite of the evil, and in spite of the separation, and in spite of the scornful, and in spite of the slander, that God is still operating in your life. I see it on you. I see it in you. There's something about you. There's a glow around you. There's a joy that you have. There's a love that you have. There's something in you that permeates to the outside that lets me know that God is operating in your life. Is there anybody who knows it's worth it? It's worth it. 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 Hate me. Talk about me. It's worth it. Scorn me. It's worth it. Separate from me. It's worth it. Slander me. It's worth it. Everything you do against me is worth it because God keeps blessing me. He keeps on blessing. And he keeps on blessing. And he keeps on blessing. And he keeps on blessing. Some of us thought that 2015 was our best year. But God blessed you in 16 and blessed you in 17. Some of us thought that this year God maintained, that he sustained, that he covered. But guess what? I'm proclaiming, I'm professing, I'm declaring, I'm decreeing that 2021 is going to be better than even 2020 has been. Because the more you draw close to God, the blessings keep coming. Just tell God, let them rain down, God. Let them rain down, God. Every blessing, my mind, my marriage, my money, everything that I have belongs to you. And I want all of it to be blessed. Stop believing 
that the people who hate on you are in control of you. They can hate all they want. Just remember 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In spite of the fact that you want me to have a losing record, I'm still a winner. I'm still victorious. Victory is mine. Not because of my gifts, not because of my talent, but because of who I've grabbed a hold of and who I'm still holding on to. Mm. Trust me when I say it's worth it. It may not appear like it now. I'm telling you, you're going to lose some friends. <laughs> yeah, you got family members that won't even talk to you. Won't call you. Care nothing about you. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it. As a matter of fact, if the truth be told, you were holding me back all along. Yeah, as, as soon as you separated from me, I didn't have the strength to do it myself. Yeah, I didn't have the strength to do it, but God continued to elevate me so much that it caused you to feel insecure about who you are. And therefore, you decided to separate yourself and leave the relationship. But guess what? You elevated me to even a different level because the fact of the matter is I was tired of you riding on my coat tail. Bible says, blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast your name as evil for the son of man's sake. They're doing it because you love Jesus. They're doing it because you're committed to Jesus. They're doing it because you're sold out to him and for him. And some days it's going to be lonely, family. There are days when you're going to reminisce and thinking about the people who have talked about you for no reason. People who have left being friends with you socialized with you for years. Ace boom. And now all of a sudden they want nothing to do with you. It's going to bring tears to your eyes, but trust me when I say it's worth it. I want to go further for God. And if it means being scorned, if it means being separated, if it means being slandered, I'm telling you, it's worth it. But if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, hmm, you're trying to fight back 
and deal with something that's taking place in the spiritual realm, and you're trying to fight it in the earthly, in the carnal, in the fleshly world. This is a promise in which Jesus has made unto his people. And if you're not his, it doesn't apply to you. But it can. Praise be to God. It can. Pray with us today. Lord God, our Father, how we bless and praise thee. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your kindness and your care. We thank you, Lord God, that you're the mender of the brokenhearted. Hurts when people treat us bad. It hurts when people walk out of our lives. It's hurt, it hurts when people lie on us, talk about us behind our backs. But God, you tell, told us that it's a blessing unto us. That we're blessed because of the hate, because of the separation and of the slander, that we're blessed because of all of those things, because they are for the Son of Man's sake. God, we ask right now, for those who are listening, we know that there's somebody who is not saved. Somebody who is not repented. Somebody who is not regenerated. But God, we ask right now that by mercy and grace, this opportunity that has been afforded to them even now, Lord God, that you would cause them, by way of your Holy Spirit, tug at their hearts, cause them to call upon your holy name to confess their sins before you and to confess, confess their need for you. God, I pray right now that they would confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That they would believe and confess that you have raised him from the dead and that they need him in their lives. God, I pray that they would call upon you even now that they might be saved. And we believe that a sincere heart, words spoken out of love and compassion and humility, that any man, any woman who's willing to confess that prayer just walked out of darkness and entered into the marvelous light. Angels in heaven are rejoicing even now. God, we ask these and all blessings in your Son, Jesus' name. Let the people of God say, Amen. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. Amen. We thank God. We bless Him. We praise Him. We exalt His holy, holy, holy name. Listen, don't forget, put on your calendar next week. Pray for us. We already have volunteers. Uh, if you've not reached out to Sister Lydia Haley Clark, uh, we still will take a few volunteers. We already got, I think, 34, 35 people, but uh, the more the merrier, as long as you adhere to the distancing standards set forth by the CDC and by the state of California. If you come here without a mask, we're going to send you home. Amen. We're going to send you back home. We need you to adhere so we can make sure 
that we keep our people as safe as possible. But we love you. For those of you who you know you cannot come up here, not going to be up here, pray for us. Enter into prayer next week and pray that God would just be blessed and favored by that which we offer up unto him, the sacrifice in which his people will make on next Saturday morning from 11 to 1.30. Amen. We appreciate you. For those who are listening abroad, listen. We keep telling you how much we love and appreciate you. We want you to reach out to us, uh, email us, let us know how you're doing. If the ministry is blessing you in any kind of way, just let us know. Just let us know. We're not asking you to do anything else. If you want to attend our Wednesday night Bible study, please reach out in an email to Sister Lydia Haley Clark, and she will make sure you get the sign-in information for Zoom where you're able to join us for Bible study. Amen? Listen, family, in this 2020 experience, and all of your being, and all of your doing, and all of your getting, God will be glorified. God bless you, family. Pastor Thomas, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. We pray that something was said that encouraged and inspired your heart during this difficult time. I pray that you are being strong and that your spiritual resolve is being fortified and strengthened during this difficult time. To the Mount Sinai family, we want to encourage you, if you've not done so yet, to make sure that as you go on to the website, that you would take a moment to go on and hit the PayPal button and that you would send your tithes and your offerings to the church. We are still a church body, and we are still in need of the financial support in which you provide on a consistent and regular basis. If you do not feel comfortable by sending your tithes and offerings by way of PayPal, you can feel free to send a money order, a check, or a cashier's check to the church. Uh, attention, uh, our secretary, Sister Lydia Haley, she'll make sure that the deacons get it. We ask that you please do not send cash to the church. And then also we want to encourage those of you who are listening in other states and other countries, we want to thank you for tuning in. I pray that you are encouraged today by that which you've heard. And also uh, for those of you who are unchurched and unsaved, I pray that this not take the place of uh, a local ministry for you, but that you would go and find a Bible preaching, Bible teaching and God-fearing church to join with and become a part of that you might go forth sowing much fruit in the kingdom of God. Family, we love you and we thank God for you. And remember, God will be glorified.